0: Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Conouse Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
2: Alright, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast, post-Super Bowl edition. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Andrew, they have 136 draft beers, they have a fifty-four TV, and you are watching LSU men's basketball in the NCAA tournament. You go into the Pelican House. And you're watching it. You're drinking beer. You're ordering off their menu. It's going to happen, Andrew. LSU is making the NCAA tournament. I feel it. Uh, so go to the Pelican House. It's Don't awesome. do j- man. And they're first place in the SEC, baby. They're they're on their way. So the Pelican tough,
3: House. Tough week ahead, though.
2: Yeah, you know, you got the sports doldrums, right? Because football's done. So, you know, take the wife to the Pelican House for Valentine's Day. Nice
3: date. Yeah, know. nice
2: date. But make sure the TV for the sports is over her right shoulder. It's a win-win. You get to see some sports. You get romance. Order something off the menu. You know, the Pelican House. It's, it's everything. Sports, romance, they got it all. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right, before we get to the Super Bowl and drinking the delicious, delicious tears of Cam Newton.
3: <laughs>
2: and it was, Andrew, it was delicious. But the Saints actually made news uh, they si- did. since we had a podcast. They released Brandon Browner. and But today – They released Jari Evans, and it's hard to say where he ranks in the Pantheon, but he's definitely the best Saints offensive lineman not named Willie Rofe, and third place isn't even close. So I guess my question to you is, before we get to the on-field ramifications for 2016 and the decline and all, Jari Evans, top five Saint all-time?
3: Yeah, I think so, um, and yeah, I guess you, we're without Dave and Kevin, I think mm-hmm. Kevin is face down in a ditch somewhere, and, and uh, I think, well, I don't know what Dave's doing, probably, he's probably at a sugar eating convention.
2: Probably Mardi Gras, uh, Mardi Gras, he's Gras. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, just, just
3: pounding king cake. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I was thinking about this today, who, who would be the top five saints of all time, and you know, of course, Breeze. Willie Roefe and Ricky Jackson, top three, no questions asked. After that, I mean, you know, I, I think you could argue whether it's Morton Anderson at four or Jari Evans. And, yeah. and cer- certainly that's the top five. I mean, I, I would put him ahead of Sam Mills. I, yeah. I would put him ahead I would put him ahead of um gosh, I mean I know there's a big Archie Manning contingency out there, but uh, I mean I, I I just feel like, you know, Jar in mean, Manning was was a you know it was almost like a wives tale you know it was like it was like the one guy that was good that everyone loved to root for when the Saints were terrible but the reality is Jerry Evans was the best player at his position in the NFL on a Super Bowl team um, and so you know Jerry he, Evans he, he, he's probably the most underrated player yeah he's good
2: Jerry Evans is he's a, he's not gonna get into Canton I don't think. He was really close. He probably needed yeah. he probably needed one more All Pro, so that would have given him five All Pros, first team All Pro, and he probably needed two more Pro Bowls, so that would have given, He needed like five or six All Pro and like yeah. about eight Pro Bowls. Or if
3: the Saints just won a Super Bowl, you know, where he was just part of an epic run, you know, where it's just hard to. Neglect his his dominance on a yeah. great like if team or if they, something. Like but. yeah,
2: if they if they if they'd have won in 2011, let's say, then he'd have had would have had a he'd have had a really loaded resume. And it's just guard, yeah. man. His guard is a guard. It's not it's not like kicker where it's just like really almost impossible for you know Morton Anderson trying to climb that mountain. But guard is hard, man. It's,
3: guard is hard. I mean, Will Shields, I think, just made it. Yeah. Or, did he make it yet? I don't know. I, I can't remember if he made it yet or not, but I mean, he had double-digit Pro Bowls. You know, yeah. I mean, his resume. You know, yeah, by Byron Allen
2: just made. You know.
3: Yeah, so I mean, guard is is real tough.
2: Yeah. Know? Um, I, I will say this about Jar. When 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 the Saints from from oh six to from basically from two thousand six to to two thousand eleven, you know, and especially probably from from more likely from from oh nine. You know, from from 2009 to 2011 uh, they had the best guards they they had Nix and Evans they had the best guard tandem and it wasn't like like second place in the NFL was closer to third than what the I mean the Saints they just mauled people I mean it yeah. was it was it was just it was beautiful and they would you know Jari Evans and the thing was like Jari Evans he was awesome from like day one like, the Saints were like – I remember in mini camp they were just, like, gushing over him. And it, it's kind of hard to decipher because you're like, eh, they always gush over draft picks. They're You know, they're doing the piece on the small – but but it was all – you know, sometimes they gush and it's it's not realized. But sometimes they gush and it's absolute truth, and it was for him. They just plugged him in and he went, you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean the only interior player I can think of that was even remotely close is LeCharles Bentley, you know, who – in his own right was before he went to Cleveland and got injured and was kind of a shell of his former self well, he, he never, had a couple he, he he had a couple years with the Saints where he, he was an absolute he never, animal. He dominant. never
2: he never played a down that wasn't with the Saints. Right?
3: He yeah, yeah, I mean I think he went to Cleveland and it, got he, injured immediately.
2: Yeah, yeah, he never played yeah. he never played a down that wasn't but
3: ben, with Bentley the, probably had a couple years where he really was, yeah, Bentley was. one of the best um, you know if if not the best center slash guard in the NFL. Yeah, but um, I mean, obviously Jari Evans sustained it over a much longer period. So yeah, like you said, number two offensive lineman in Saints history, pretty easily, and uh, I think absolutely top five player.
2: Yeah. Um. And in in other news, the Saints cut. Brandon Brown, and we will not be having a, any discussions of where he ranks in the Pantheon of Saints unless you want to talk well, about worst I, I think ever.
3: I think it's yeah I was gonna say I, I think it's uh, I don't think you can call him worst ever when there were teams that went one in 15 and you know there were I mean there were players that I mean he's Schuler he, I mean you can go up and down the list but um,
2: worst free agent I, signing in the worst Peyton free
3: era. agent signing I, I mean certainly in the Peyton era maybe ever.
2: People were arguing with me over Jason David. Jason David had eight interceptions in two years. Yeah. You know, and Jason David wasn't – Jason David got burned a lot, but he wasn't a penalty machine. You know, somebody did say Jason David did cost the Saints a draft pick, which kind of makes the ledger a little bit closer. But I would still say Brandon Brenner for free agency. I mean, it's –
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best
3: way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
1: So I'm gonna tell it, Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. I mean, the
3: thing—the thing with Browner is he was either getting burned or he was getting penalized. You know, with Jason <laughs> David, he was getting burned or he was occasionally making a nice play.
2: Yeah.
3: You know. So uh, I think it's it's not that close, honestly. I think David was way better for the Saints. Yeah, I mean... And he was awful. Don't, don't get me wrong. David was god-awful for the Saints. I mean, <sighs> the, the thing about Browner this past year is he, he wasn't just, like, historically bad for the Saints. He's hist- he, put, he, he put together a historically bad season ever for any football player.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I tweeted out a picture of... The the Joker from Batman with the pile of money burning in the background. If they cut Spiller, I mean their free agency in twenty fourteen was just twenty fifteen was just a mess. Yeah, right? I mean they they whiffed on Brandon Browner. I think they whiffed on Spiller. You know, um, what's their? That's what, not
3: even talking about Jarius Bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I mean Jarius Bird. The one thing. Well, the one thing I'll say about Jarius Bird, and this, you know, it, it, it didn't work out, but. The thing about Jerris Bird was, he was going to get that contract regardless. You know, this if if he would have gone, if he would have if he would have just gone to Philadelphia first, they'd have got him instead of Malcolm Jenkins. If he'd have gone to Atlanta, Atlanta really wanted him. You know, but Brandon Browner and C.J. Spiller were decisions that the Saints made where they weren't sort of going after the top, top free agent. I mean, they could have gone a different way at corner. They could have gone, you know. So yeah. I, I just feel like the the, the Jarris-Byrd contract was just horrible, horrible luck. Um, but cap-wise, these two moves, Andrew, where does it kind of put them? The-
3: well, so the Browner, Browner move isn't official yet. Um, they at, at least the Saints haven't announced it, and it wasn't on the wire today. Um, I think based on what Browner said, it's pretty clear it's going to come. I do know the Saints told um, Jari Evans he was getting cut a week ago, um, and so I learned that today. And so I know that um, you know Jari Evans, you know he's, and, and I, I'm actually really happy to hear that because I know that you know some news was dropped on Lance Moore and Roman Harper and and yeah. and, and, and uh, Darren Sproles, and you know the fact that he was called personally into Sean Payton's office and that news was delivered to him. Um, you know, I think that that's uh, he was treated with respect in this situation, that's m- how, which that, makes you feel good. You no,
2: know, that's um, it, you, you, you. Sir, I mean, certain guys. I mean, even even Lance. I mean, you know what? Even though Lance Moore and and Roman Harper kind of deserve the same treatment, but they're just they're like certain guys that like yeah. You got to you got to deliver that news personally, and that's yeah. just part of the and, deal of being a coach.
3: And you know, I mean, Mike Carney. I mean, you remember he came on this podcast and talked about how yeah. how poorly that situation was handled with him, and so. You know, I think some, some guys get it a certain way and other guys get it, you know, more respectfully and I'm just glad to hear that Jari Evans kinda got the treatment he deserves and you know, he he's gonna enter free agency now and it sounds like he wants to go on and, and play. So, um, you know, he's gonna get a head start on his on free agency and he's gonna be able to entertain offers between now and March first, you know, and, and get a leg up on some of the free agents that'll hit the open market. So uh, I think I think that's an advantage when you get cut at this point in terms yeah. of being able to field opportunities and offers, and so I'm happy to see that. Um, you know, but it's it's going to be interesting to see. You know, it's it's another hole, Ralph, that the Saints roster well, has now.
2: Here's the th- here's the thing that makes me happy. I, you know, I, I Jari Evans is look. I, I I think he is a top five Saint, and, and it, you know, it's sad to see things end. But here's the thing that I, that I like about the move, Andrew. The Saints, and I said it last year at the time. I thought the Saints needed go They needed to do better at guard. Yep. Going into 2015, you can't say that I was beaten. I was beating that drum sort of all. No. Oh we, you know. we
3: weren't sure. We weren't sure about Jarry Evans, and he was clearly the best one on the team.
2: Yeah, and I just I like the fact that they have a gaping hole at guard, and they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to get. You know, they're probably going to have to go draft one and get one in free agency. The, the question is, what are they going to do in? You know, what will they will they go will they go like the Ben Grubbs route in free agency if they carve out some money cap wise and try to get like a good young up and coming one and pay a little money for it, or will they try to patch it with sort of like an Evan Mathis from Denver who's older than Jari Evans, you know? Um, yeah. But they they, they they you cannot go with Leto and and. Calmette, you can't you can't you, well you just I can't. think
3: I think first of all it's important that they both come back you know I think now that you have this hole at guard it's important to have the depth in the competition so you don't want to lose guys that are in the system that are growing and, and mm. hopefully getting better I mean I, I did see some things from Alito that I really liked at the end of the year and then Calmette. I mean he starts at left tackle gets the Falcons and, and plays a reasonable game so You know, these guys are getting better and they're learning the system a little bit. And uh, you're going to have a new offensive line coach and, and, you know, a new system that hopefully helps these guys grow a little bit more. But um, for me, yeah, I I think the good news is guards. I mean, you you look back at Evans and they got him in the fourth round and then uh, they got Nix in the fifth round. You can get really good players at that position. It's not a sexy position, and the best guys never get drafted in the first round at that position. You know, it's always the tackle. You, the, the yeah. fifth and sixth tackle usually get picked before you get the guards. Yeah, um, and so you can dip into the third round, fourth round, and get the second best or third best guard in the draft. And so yeah. you can you can get really good ones later.
2: Yeah, and the thing about it is, is you know, the Saints could even. Go maybe a little bit higher if they wanted because they prioritize. I mean, they the Saints need guards. It's just Drew Brees is short. They got to have the center. He, you know, he he Drew Brees can make tackles better. He got Bushrod and you know Stinchcomb to the Pro Bowl at tackle because he's so mobile inside the pocket. He can slide up, slide around. They got to have better guards. Um, you know, I don't know what necessarily is available at guard and free agency. We'll we'll see. You know, but the thing is, Andrew, teams have sort of shied away from paying guards. They they went for a phase where they paid them, like from like 2011 to 2013, 14, and they paid guards. Now it's sort of trending back. I think the Saints might be able to get a really good guard in free agency, a little bit less than you might think it would cost.
3: Yeah, that would be nice.
2: You know, but um, their cap is kind of gonna be. I mean. I feel like Andrew with the moves of cutting Brandon Browner and, and Evans, maybe they had it. Well, do- there,
3: there's a couple more. Um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, David. So David Hawthorne was cut. Yeah. That's a move we expected, obviously. Uh, Ro- Ro- Ramon Humber was cut. That surprised me a little bit. Um, you know, just because he didn't really have a big contract, so I, I was kind of expecting him to come back and compete in, um, in training camp, but. Um, So that that move surprised me a little bit. The one that really blindsided me of all these moves, this one was a way bigger shock to me than Jari Evans, was that they waived Shantavious Jones. That blew me away. And and I I mean that seriously. I know it sounds like a joke, but, I mean, that's like a guy that costs you nothing, a guy that's come up in the system, that knows the playbook. He's a guy that's been on the practice squad, so they've spent two years developing this guy. I mean... I don't know what's going to happen with Colston, but you're thin at receiver. Why, like, when, when this guy costs nothing? Why would he not come back in training camp? Why would you waive him now? And the only explanation that I can come up with is, is that he pissed somebody off. Something must have happened.
2: It's got to be because, like yeah. you said, yeah. I mean, he was a he was a he was a he wasn't a training camp darling. He was a darling heading into training camp. Right, right. You know,
3: he was a measurable darling. He yes. was like a fan favorite, but based on, you know, credentials. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, their cap, though, man. I mean, the, the Drew Brees deal. I wonder how they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna structure it. Um, but it'll be, it'll be. I still think, and, 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 and the cap for twenty seventeen is going to be fantastic. Correct. Yes. Like
3: yep. But, you know, it's funny, you know, we, we kept saying, well, when is this day of reckoning coming? Well, it's really happened over the last two off seasons, you know, and, and they've gotten you, you got to give the Saints credit now. They've gotten rid of some awful contracts. You know, you look at Lofton, uh, you look at Jimmy Graham, you look at Gillette, uh, you look at Jari Evans, you look at Ben Grubbs. All those contracts are, are gone. And so, you know, and obviously they're going to pay a lot of dead money this year. Uh, they're already paying a ton. You know, with Jari Evans, with Junior Gallette, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's going to be financially significant. They're going to be able to give themselves a ton of room with with redoing Breeze's deal, so hopefully that happens. And then you go into 2017, and the cap's going to be in great shape. But they're shedding themselves of all these bad contracts. I think it's going to be hard for them to totally retool this offseason because there's just not enough cap space. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see – now the issue here, Ralph, and and really it goes back to 2010, 2011, is that they haven't set themselves up in free agency and the draft with replacing these guys that have aged. And and you look at you know Jonathan Goodwin when he left, and and really even Jari Evans, Matt Tennant was a guy they drafted. Oh, Matt Tennant. Traded up.
2: Traded up. I'm for. just saying when you
3: when you yeah. lose guys like John Stinchcombe. And, and you have Zach, Zach Streif waiting in the wings, and, and you lose guys like Jamal Brown, and you have guys like German Bushrod waiting in the wings, and you develop these guys that come up and they play well. Yeah. And you know Matt Tennant was supposed to be the next one in line,
2: well, you know, they,
3: a, after the Carl Nix's you know, filling in for Nesbitt. You can't,
2: you can, you can't sustain success. I don't care what kind of coach you have or what kind of quarterback you have. And Drew Brees is as good as there is in the NFL. When you go from 2010. To 2014, and you have right. five guys on the roster.
3: Charles Brown is another guy. Yeah. You know, you know th- I mean, those
2: are picks that they invested, and all of a sudden it went
3: from, you know, these guys that they're developing are, are becoming starters, becoming productive starters, to these guys they drafted are so bad that all of a sudden – you're forced to throw in Brian De la Puente as your yeah. starter because he, he's better than the guy you drafted. Yeah. And they traded it up for Matt Tennant. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, this this the way they're handling the draft and everything and you know hopefully retooling and improving their process. It's really important because now they're at a point where they're losing these stalwarts that have lasted for so long and and been really productive for them, and the problem is they don't really have a lot of guys waiting in the wings to step in. And that's why we're seeing all these undrafted rookies making the team.
2: Yeah, I real I I know they won't, but God, I am, I, I would I would just love for them to to break the mold, um, and and trade and trade down because they just need yeah. so many bodies. Yeah, you know? they do. But you know, I I think as we look at this draft, I, I think it's
3: important to remember. You know, we talked about this last time. Don't lock in too much on one particular player, and don't lock in too much on one particular position. There are so many needs across this roster that I, I really and truly believe that for the Saints, it's about finding a guy that they can develop into a productive player. You know, maybe you get one star out of the draft, but it's really about guys that are going to produce. I mean, you yeah. just can't. They can't at this point with the cap the way it is, and with Breeze being. At the end of his career, they just can't afford these colossal Stanley Jean Baptiste type busts anymore.
2: Well, the thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna have probably a dozen Twitter fights between now and the draft is people are gonna lock on to a guy that's a pass rusher and they're gonna tell me that he's Von Miller and that he'll yeah. fix everything. And yeah. that they need to trade up to get Spence from Western Kentucky or who or whoever it is and that, and it's just like, how many times do the Saints have to trade up and it not work before you slap yourself on the forehead and go, maybe they shouldn't do that? You know? Um, it's just... I mean, they have... So, they have... They have so many holes. It's almost like when I discuss things with Twitter, on Twitter, or with Saints fans in general or whoever, you know, you argue over the priorities of what they need, you know, first. And if you... You cannot even argue, Andrew, that after they've cut Brandon Browner, they need to do something at corner high yeah. in the, high in the draft. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you know, I haven't started to study the draft, but if they've if they have uh, the best corner and he falls to them at twelve, you can pick them because here's what the Saints have at corner: they have a um, if they have a bunch of they have a bunch of they have a bunch of maybe if if Keenan Lewis gets healthy, maybe he'll be good. If Swan can not have a concussion, maybe he'll be good. Maybe P.J. Williams might turn out to be something. You know, the only, yeah. the, only the only, definite you have is bro, you know?
3: Well, so- the, the the one thing, I mean, just studying this draft and what I know about it so far, and obviously as we go through the offseason, you know, we'll start to do more and more of it. But as I've gone through the paces of watching tape, uh, evaluating these prospects, and, and I've already been through a couple of mock drafts, um, so I've started to get really get a feel for these guys, and the one thing that keeps coming back to me is this draft is deep at guard. So you know you've got guys like Trey Tola from uh, from Arkansas, the kid from Stanford, Cody Whitehair. Mm-hmm. I mean you've got you've got three or four guys that are really solid that are going to maybe slip back to the third and fourth round. So you're, you you can get some pr- guys that are going to be productive guards in this draft, and this draft is really really deep on the defensive line, particularly. Uh, In the middle, so defensive tackle, there's going to be guys in the second round, third round, fourth round uh, that you're going to be able to add at that position. So those are two positions of need for the Saints that they know going in. You know what? We can get. We don't have to go pick this really sexy guy in the first round because we know that we're going to get a guard, we're going to get a defensive tackle later on in the draft that has a chance of making our team. So uh, I think you know. So then you start to go through the scenario. What if Treadwell drops to 12? Do you take them or do you take advantage of the fact that Treadwell available at 12 is a really appealing thing for other teams? You take advantage of that and you trade down.
2: If I'm Ireland and I can get two more – if I can trade either down – low in the first round, or even out of the first round, from and I can get two or three more picks in the top 120, i do it without question. And I know it would drive Saints fans batty if they went from like 12 to like... Yeah,
3: especially if they pass on Treadwell, yeah.
2: It would drive Saints fans... And, I, and look, I love Treadwell. I think he would be amazing for the Saints. But you know what? If you could trade... If if say Minnesota wants him because they need a receiver and they went ten and six and they're in the playoffs and they're, tra- they're drafting at twenty six and they say hey hey Saints we'll drop down from twelve to twenty I think they picked 27 or twenty seven or 25, right if they say we'll dr- yeah. go to twelve to from twelve to twenty five we'll give you twenty five our second and our fourth I do it just yeah done because you get two more picks and. Treadwell, as great as it is, they need they need they need bodies. They they I I want I want a rotation, Andrew, a defensive line of draft picks, not undrafted rookie free agents.
3: Yeah, I mean I I think it would be a mistake to draft Treadwell. I think, and the reason I say that is just look at what Breeze has been able to turn Lance Moore into,
2: yeah. and
3: and Willie Snead and. All these guys. I mean, Jimmy Graham was. I mean, if you, you New England has been no different. If you look at, you know, they let Wes Welker walk. You know, they let Dion Branch walk. Um, you know, over the years, I mean, Tom Brady, the one guy that they've kept is Gronkowski. You know, every other receiver they've just kept this this revolving door of random washups like Brandon LaFell, who comes into the system and. He's pretty productive, and Brady just yeah. transforms these receivers into being solid NFL players. You know, Devery Henderson and Robert Meacham, uh, you know, were very productive with Brees, and then they go elsewhere and. You know, Henderson doesn't even make a team, and Meecham was a complete disaster. And so, is I really believe... more of a
2: fair comparison because Devry Henderson, by the time he left the Saints, he was just done. But, was Meacham, done yeah. but Meacham but Meecham was not, and Meecham got a nice contract from the Chargers.
3: Yeah, so I mean, I, I just think you know, it's it's pretty clear to me that Breeze, at this point, even at this point in his career, you can give him kind of an average cast of receivers. He's going to develop chemistry with them, and he's going to find a way to. Um, you know, play to their strengths and help them make
2: plays. You know, I I hate talking draft when when we're just going to talk over and over again. But here's the thing with with me is I don't want the Saints to trade up, and I don't want them to reach. If Treadwell's the best guy at 12 and you can't trade down, take him. Take him, yeah. I don't want them to reach for a linebacker or or reach for a defensive end. Just take the best guy and sort that shit out later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, So that's Saints news. Hey, thank, thank you for the Saints for making news. Um,
3: yeah, it was nice of them to uh, cut all these players before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're uh, uh, turning over a new leaf. They're on some good karma out there,
2: probably. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. Free agency starts on my birthday, March 9th. So yes. that'll be that'll be fun. Um, to, to the Super Bowl, Andrew. Yeah, uh, the Super Bowl was fantastic. I made a marg. I make a. I made a margarita from Cam Newton's Tears. Um, And I love this. I I will admit, first of all, my favorite show in my drive time to to or from work or whatever is Bomani Jones from ESPN. I love his afternoon show. It's fantastic. And he had a great tweet yesterday about about Cam Newton. He said, this is just a reminder that Cam Newton didn't uh, become less of a sore loser. He just lost less. You know, He's always been this way of being a jerk and having horrible body language, but we didn't see it because they went fifteen and one. You know. Yeah. And um, I will say.
3: Uh, well, you and I, we have seen it. I mean, we you know the Saints have been in a division with Cam Newton for years now, and you know we we've seen him pout and act like a baby when they lose, and you know yeah, when you go fifteen and one, you don't really get to see him doing it. Um, but it, this is nothing new. You know, this is how he acts when he loses. You know, for the most and, part. and
2: and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that this proves that Cam Newton isn't great and he's got all these flaws and he's never gonna win. But you know what? You know what, Andrew? The game. Remi- you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when the Saints played Carolina, not this past year, but last year when they went yeah. to Carolina and Cam and and Junior Gallette and Cam Jordan. Yeah. kicked his ass, and he was throwing. He was throwing the ball high. He was missing people. Because the thing is with Cam, Cam Newton, as awesome as he is, he's not – like like Drew Brees is like fundamentally perfect. So yeah. even when the pass rush will crush him, yeah, he might throw a pick or whatever, but his fundamentals don't get all squirrely. Cam Newton, man, his fundamentals aren't good to start with. So if you hit him, they just go to crap. But it's hard to it's, – it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. Um, but man, I, I never thought, uh, for once that, that Denver would be able to do that to him.
3: Yeah, no, I, you know, I know that that defense is, is incredible. I mean, I, I've watched them this year and I've been impressed and, you know, it says something that they were able to get the one seed based on the play they've had at quarterback, which really was, in my opinion, Short of maybe Brandon Whedon, the worst in the NFL. It really was. But I, I didn't expect Denver to come out and play like this. And, and defensively, I mean, after this game, how could you not compare him to the Seahawks or the Ravens in their primes or the 85 Bears? I mean, it really was that. Le- that this defense is that good. Um, and, you know, Vaughn Miller is the difference between this offense, This, I'm sorry, this defense being all time great and just good. I mean, really, he he's the one that makes it go because every time you have a down and distance issue where he knows you're throwing and he can just pin his ears back and come after you, it's it's impossible to block
2: It's lights out, yeah, yeah. and they have you know the thing is with Denver man, John Elway, that team is so deep. they they, are. they 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 have drafted good. I mean you know you can you you know you can knock Brock you know Brock Osler, I don't know if he'll be any good. Or not, I think you know, he may he may be end up being kind of mediocre. But he, he showed can't
3: be any worse than Peyton Manning. He point. showed flashes.
2: They're so yeah. good, like at least John Elway and when Peyton Manning retires, which I think he will, they have a they have a plan, like they have a guy. You know? Yeah. Um I mean well, they, you
3: know what's interesting is there was almost it's funny, it it was almost like they were better off with Manning at quarterback even though he was so bad because there was recognition God, he's so bad. We can't chuck the ball down the field and we can't take unnecessary risks. No, so they like had, We they, we either have short throws or we just run the ball all day. They had and when, third and, and nine. You're just leaning on your defense to win the game they, for you, which is what they should be doing.
2: Yeah, they had third and nine with seven and a half minutes left and they ran a draw and they didn't yeah. even think they were like, We're not running a screen, we're not even Peyton, we're not even giving you the option of throwing the ball.
3: Because you're, Cam Newton can't drive on our defense and score. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, ballsy. <laughs> it, uh, it, I was, mean, that was
3: the number one scoring offense in the NFL. That yeah. they did that too. It was impressive.
2: It was. I mean, uh, the the. There's Kevin Held. Hello, Kevin. Yep. Hello. Hello. Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Um, did you get to see Cam Newton in the postgame show yesterday? Yeah. Um, I thought it was delightful because I hate Carolina. Um, but I will say, like, if I was him and, and I could hear the Denver guy in the same room talking about how they shut him down, yeah. I, I think I'd have got mad too and just walked out. So I can't really blame him. I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of him, but I can't, like, kill him for that. Yeah, like, OK. It's, it's like,
0: OK. There's so many – it's – there's so many layers. Like, there's so many layers. Um, it, it's like that. It's like playing that uh, that hand game where you keep, where like one person puts a hand out and then somebody else puts a hand over that and then somebody else puts a hand over that except it's it's yeah, but yeah but yeah but so you know you're a professional like on its basic level, you're a professional. Uh, Football player and you're like contractually obligated to do like uh, interviews and all that kind of shit. So you obviously have to do that. But. You know what, like the media, like the media wasn't doing him any any favors anyway, so piss on them, (laughs) but you're now the MVP of the league and you're arguably like the face of the league But did you you guys like those gold
3: MVP shoes?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, those were delightful. And and like, yeah, you got the Denver guys like that you're hearing. And then and then you've got, you know, jerk offs like Bill Romanowski trying to lecture him and calling him boy for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, dropping the intentional. Drop Which in the intentional pool. or not is like bad word choice, Bill Romanowski. Yeah, and then and then and then it's like and then you've got Dion Sanders trying to lecture you on how to be like, dude. Dion needs to slow his like like that's the other thing. It's like don't I shouldn't be sympathetic to Cam Newton. I should not be sympathetic to Cam no. Newton. No, but you really when Dion Sanders of all fucking people is like trying to like tell you how you need to behave theon is, you know, take your take your, you know, your sham, your sham preacher ass and your sham, uh, you know, school and cram it, bro. Just cram it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he, he was asking
3: for it, man. He's been dabbing up and down the sidelines all season. Right,
0: long, Right. Right. Enjoy but, and, I, I know. You know
3: and I know. Like, if, if you're going to showboat and you're going to have that attitude towards it, which is fine. You got to be able to take a loss like a man, and with class. Exactly. You know, like you would think that he would be able to represent his team, his fans, the NFL a little bit better than that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole. That's the whole. Yeah, but thing. Yeah. And it's it just.
2: You can't be a global icon like he wants to be. He said, I mean, that's his that's his exact word. He, he says he wants right. to be a global icon and be just like a petulant child.
3: No, um, right. And I, I think it's totally fine for us to call him out on it because he freaking deserves it. But at sure. the same time, like, you know, I'm not going to build a mountain out of this. We've seen plenty of coaches, players act like buffoons <laughs> in press conferences. I mean, Sean Payton Good. does hey. it on a weekly basis. Yeah,
0: Bill um, Belichick yeah. Bill Belichick does it on a weekly basis. Shit, Peyton Manning after losing Super Bowl forty four ran off the field. Yeah,
3: and they all deserve to be criticized equally for it. But I, I think right, the right. difference is, by and large, a lot of those people. Bill Parcells is just a jerk <laughs> through and through. But I think for most of these guys, you know, they show times of class, and you know, that, that's the thing on the field with Cam Newton. I'm almost never seeing out. Now yeah, well, he is well, giving the football well, to kids and off the field. I know he does some good stuff, but like,
0: well, he d- well know. he did go and shake Peyton Manning's hand after the game, and you know he did congratulate him after the game. I, I just give you that. I, I like like and again, it's it's that whole yeah, but it's like listen, I'll absolutely like I'm totally with you in criticizing him and saying that he played a god awful game in Denver took his lunch money, oh, and yeah. he Handed couldn't him his handle ass. it. Right. And it's like, it's, I mean, he said, I can't I can't remember when it was, it was, hey, you want me to stop doing the Superman thing? You want me to stop dabbing? Stop. Stop me from scoring. Stop me. And Denver did. Denver <laughs> stonewalled his ass. Yeah. And he just didn't know how to handle it. And,
2: you know, like, he didn't know how to handle it. He'd give, Ke- Sean Payton is such a, is so big on body language. If Sean Payton coached Cam Newton, he'd have an aneurysm on the sideline. He really, oh, would, yeah. he really no, would. I, I don't he, think they would be a good fit. For they each other. wouldn't be at all. No. Oh my god. You know. Well, um, that's the
3: thing about Rivera. You know, he's a player-friendly coach, and he. I think that's a perfect marriage because he's like, you do you, man. You you know, you do your thing, and uh, he kind of gives him that liberty to be himself, um, which is why it's it's worked, I think, but. You know, Cam is, is a great player. He, he's going to be good again, you know, and, and he's going to learn from this hopefully and he'll have an opportunity, I'm sure, down the road to maybe redeem himself for the way he behaved this time. But, uh, look, at the end of the day, um, it's just one of those things where, you know, you kind of – it's it's like Manziel. It's like other guys where, you know, they, they kind of oh, do – they, they, they play it up, you know, when they're on the field and they're making plays, you know, they're – They're wanting everyone to to make sure that they see that they're the ones that made the play and that everyone's recognizing them. And so it's only natural that when you're doing stuff like that, you're just going to create more enemies, more haters, and people that are going to revel in your misery when you don't do well on the field.
0: Well, that said, though, that said, Cam Newton at least was doing it on the field professionally. Like like Johnny Manziel has just been apparently a... Am I allowed to curse on this one? Well, not really. You can curse. Go, go ahead. Johnny Manziel has basically been a fuckhead from the word go. Yeah. Well, and they had they had like, similar success in college, but you know
3: Manziel right. was doing a lot of the things in college on the field that that Newton's doing now.
0: Right. And 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 I get that. And like you know, like I get the whole like, okay, won a high, he- won the Heisman. That's cool. That's great. And then you know, pro just nothing like nothing like and that and his whole life is falling apart. Like Cam Newton is he's a superstar. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's really good on the field and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, and again, why I hate having to, I hate having to like say, I like, I hate having to acknowledge a fucking rival players greatness. On the field. I hate that. I fuck, I absolutely detest that. But, you know, I got to, I, like, I mean, you know, you guys were saying it um, at, at the end of the season. It, it, like, we were killing him the first half of the season. And then the second half of the season it was like, nope, he, he earned the MVP. He earned the yeah. MVP award. So,
2: yeah. I don't De-
3: know. Denver kind of got him to play like a, the quarterback that I remembered, you know, of the last two or three years, you know, the last like eight they games took, of this they... season, he, he was playing lights out. He really was. I mean, he, to me, he looked like a completely different player transformed MVP quality, but Denver made him revert back to the Cam Newton I was used to, which is highly inaccurate horrible balance when he throws and you know i guess that's the thing is you got to get in his grill and the saints over the years have been successful at times when Gallette and cam newton were getting after him and remember Akeem hicks had a really big game against him once yeah um you know i think part of it is the the, the panthers really fixed their offensive line and, and their offensive line was pretty productive for them this year um but yeah. man i mean the broncos made them look terrible
2: i mean this super bowl before then we'll get to the commercials and all the Extra stuff. Is there... When was the last time a quarterback this bad was dragged to a Super Bowl championship? Um... I want to say Dilfer, but I think Dilfer was better than Manning was this oh, year. Yeah. Oh Dilfer was
0: okay, a solid game dumbative.
2: manager. Manning did no game managing.
0: Uh, I don't know. Flacco? Yeah, but Flacco was unbelievable.
3: Flacco was
2: playing out of his mind. Oh, shit. Eli Um, was playing out of his mind both Super Bowls. Uh, Man, uh, Brad – but Brad Johnson, again, was a game manager. Yeah. I mean it's – But they were effective.
3: Like game managers don't turn the ball over and they're efficient. There was no efficiency or not
2: turning the ball over
3: by man. It was
2: kind of a dumpster fire. Denver didn't have 200 yards of offense. Like the Carolina defense was pretty much – they pretty much matched Denver except for the turnovers. Yeah. You know? Um it's I mean
3: th- I mean they got a couple though, didn't they? How many turnovers well, did Carolina get?
2: Two? two. Two Yeah. I mean, who it's I mean, Pey- can we agree before we get to the commercials and stuff? Peyton man, he's retiring, right? He's not.
3: Oh yeah. He's not coming he's back. He's an idiot if he comes back.
2: I I got to be honest, man.
0: That whole and and this is just me being like, I guess, easily annoyed by things, but... uh
2: Kissing Papa John's guy was yeah, annoying as hell. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> him, him kissing Papa John and then him talking about, oh, I'm going to go home and drink some Budweiser and stuff when when he owns, like, two distributor ships. <laughs> it's just like, dude, like, like, can you not be, like, like, can you not be, like, a robot
2: can you not be like NASCAR just, dude that wins the race and is like, "I want to thank all my sponsors"? Like, can you just right. not be that guy for ten right, seconds? Like, like, uh, I thought like the he, most offensive
3: he, thing was that his beer of choice was was Budweiser. <laughs>
2: but, well, especially cons- like,
0: dude, shouldn't you own like a Schlafly, uh, not a Schlafly, a uh, a beer distributorship? Yeah,
2: yeah, seriously. Or he could have at least had some fun and be like, "I'm gonna go to Denver and I'm gonna get fucking high." you know cuz it's illegal. um so thoughts thoughts on the commercials i thought
3: they were pretty funny yeah you know, i they like they made the, my they made my kid laugh
2: i like the puppy baby monkey one and i like the i like, I like the <laughs> that dur- oh, well that's, that's that's
0: that's one
2: i like the, the the doritos with the baby although my wife did not
3: oh yeah that was funny
2: um and I like Coldplay, but they're just not a good <laughs> halftime show for the Super Bowl. Just, it's just—I don't know—it didn't do anything for me. Did you guys think Beyonce
3: was kind of terrible?
2: I did. Like, I felt like she was much better in the the when she did it when it was she was the main thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's not somebody you bring in out of the bullpen. You know? No, no,
0: no, 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 no. She's she's a starter. She's she's throwing eight innings.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and she came in for like two thirds of an inning of mid relief, you know.
2: Yeah, I felt like cold, and I like cold, I was like Coldplay. No, I I think for the Super Bowl, you need to go young, pop culture, kind of goofy like Katy Perry, where you can have her float and the sharks and stuff. Coldplay, they're just gonna get up and play songs. It's always gonna be just kind of dull.
3: Yeah, I mean Lady Gaga, that, that, have, they're gonna play,
2: Lady Gaga Lady Gaga gonna... shouldn't have done the national anthem. She should have been. She should have done half the main time attraction, yeah.
0: Right, and she did a good job on the national anthem.
2: Yeah, she did. Um, and I want I want it's Phil fun. Sims and Jim Nance fire to the moon. I just
0: God, I, 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 I will second that. God,
2: I will Jesus. second that. I mean.
0: Did you guys like how, I
3: mean, Mike Carey, that guy is unbelievable. Like he goes, yep, this is definitely going to be overturned. And then immediately the play stands as called. I mean, it was just the worst broadcasting thing I've ever seen. Well, that dude's just snake bit. That guy is incompetent, man.
0: Oh, really? An NFL official? (laughs) Uh,
2: I mean, you could bet on if he was going to be wrong or not.
0: I know. That's the great thing.
3: I mean that that was like taking candy from a baby, man. I mean betting against him is like automatic.
2: <laughs> oh man, um, you know uh, the 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 super. This is one of the. I would say this is one of the worst Super Bowls in a while. Before we get to oh, tri- yeah. trivia questions, I mean, are you kidding and- me? No way. I think so. Oh, no, I, you you didn't revel in Cam Newton's tears. I, I mean, but as like a like that was fun, but like the game oh my itself God, that was so entertaining. But that was but but like if you didn't if you didn't have, if you weren't a Saints fan, Andrew, or you didn't have a burning if you didn't have a a burning uh, if you didn't enjoy Cam Newton f- just throwing up all over himself, and being horrible, like the game itself was pretty awful.
3: I don't know. I mean, on one hand, both defenses were dominating, and I, I enjoy games like that. I think yeah. games like that are fun, so I, I was into that part of it. I do agree with you that the fumbling, there, there's the missed field goals. There were just so many the, the drops. I mean, how many passes did uh he was 82 on the Panthers? Uh, God, Ted Ginn? No, not Ginn. Uh, oh, what's his name? Kochery How many balls did he drop? That's in that a game? lot. I mean, he was awful. Yeah, so, I mean, the miscues were surprising. I mean, for two teams that have been winning all year and they get to a Super Bowl, there was just an unbelievable amount of mistakes. <laughs> oh,
2: I mean, um, so now we have some Twitter questions. And Oh, by the way, Andrew Andrew paid off his bet. Oh but, yeah, I'm the last one. But got, Andrew got a tennis ball in the back, and I yeah, paid off. Yeah,
3: did you guys like my yeah. my video? I
2: did. I paid off my thing with wet cat food. People wanted. You did. People wanted me to like. They thought I was gonna like shove my whole body in like a bathtub of it no that's what you get people you get me and the wife beater sticking
3: yeah but leaving your you, you didn't really move your hand around like i was kind of hoping you would like twirl the hand uh, and like yeah. move the cat food around a little
2: yeah bit. Probably, yeah we only had the one can i probably should have like dumped it in a bowl it was disgusting enough though
3: yeah um we're gonna oh, have to, yeah. yeah so yeah.
2: you're you're it to go but i mean are we gonna... kevin
3: did did you like my video did you watch it
2: i did i okay. liked it
3: okay <laughs> all right well you're next buddy
2: yep Yep. Um, so, are we gonna raise? I think we're gonna have to raise the stakes for 2016. The
0: oh
3: yeah.
2: The hard thing. The hard thing, though, with picking. Look, st- I,
3: I just want to say, like Dave's thing, like you had to put your hand in cat food. That's disgusting. It is. Like what? 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 Kevin and I had to do like inflicts real pain and causes bruising. Like Dave, like I, it's all like his own neurosis you know it's it's all like great like you had to go to olive garden oh that's so awful we'll have to ramp
2: it up olive garden's not even the thing is for me with the wet cat food my wife was at a wedding convention this past weekend and my mom flew in to help and my kid basically while i was holding him basically just shit himself (laughs) and 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 just all in my hand and everything and that was like not a th- not even a thousandth of how bad I felt when I had to stick my hand in the wet Calf. Like I was just totally disgusted with the wet Calf. But I, I feel like we got to ramp it up. And here's the hard thing though with the Saints guys is, and and Andrew it proves true time after time after time. Like the floor with the Saints with Drew Brees is seven and nine. Yeah. Like, like that's like that's the floor. So like if you if you if you bet kind of under that. You're basically betting that Drew Brees is going to get injured and it's going to be Armageddon. So it's, like, so hard to make a fun, interesting pick with the Saints, I think. You know? Yeah. So. How many games off was Kevin? One. He was with you. He picked six and ten. So he's got to do one One of his. Yeah, I got
0: to take a chop. I got to take one chop.
2: One chop to the chest. Bear-chested? Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be nice. bear-chested.
3: Nice. <laughs> oh, so we'll get to see your moves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully it w- they won't be it won't be as mooby
2: <laughs> hopefully um all right let's get to twitter let's get to twitter um uh, it, let's see um sproles will be a free agent this off season. with spiller basically gone should we pick him up Uh, is he a free agent? Yeah, I think he is.
3: I thought they, uh, redid his deal. Like, as soon as he was traded to Philly, he immediately signed an extension.
2: Yeah, but it was a two-year deal. Oh. So, um... Hell yeah! Bring back Sprolesy. Sproles.
3: Would he come back? I mean, look, look, look What Traverse Cadet did in two <laughs> games. I mean, knowing the offense and just you know, <laughs> if he can do that, well, imagine what Sproles would be like.
2: Uh, Kevin, I mean, come on down. Kevin, this is a good one. Um, so more amusing. Do you, do you
3: think there? Well, hold on. Do you think there's any chance if we give Sproles a nice deal and he comes back? Which I don't think he would do. I think we've burned that bridge. But do you think there's any chance his wife would agree to lift the uh curse the curse
2: I think she would I think the he compton co- curse I think the burn the bridge is burned, but I think money talks you know bridges can be burned, but bridges can be par- bridges can be repaired with hundred dollar bills okay uh, Kevin more amusing watching the panthers. 17-1 record burned to the ground or the Falcons blowing home field in 2010 and
0: 2012? Oh. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say the Panthers because the Panthers like, here's the thing. D- despite uh, playing like shit the entire night, had a chance to come back with like four minutes left in the game, like prior to that fumble, they that was- were only down by six. Yeah, yeah. and I was t- I was like, like you know, telling myself, "Oh Jesus, they're going to march down the field and score and win the game by a single point because Peyton Manning can't get a first down." Yeah. So, I mean, like, like, like I get Andrew earlier saying, you, uh, you know. This was fun to watch because Carolina lost and all, but they were still in it up until the very end. Yeah, but in, here's did the you, thing.
3: Did you guys think that, that – that by the way, that fumble that Cam Newton backed off of, to me, that's what we should be condemning him for more Here, than anything. I, I,
2: here's the thing, though. I can't – here's the thing, though, Andrew. I can't really condemn him because – you know, Drew Brees, after getting his shoulder blown up, he says, "I just I don't do that anymore." And it's Yeah, that's that's fine, dude, but it's the Super Bowl. But you can't, you're, but I you're down I don't six you, points but with you can't, 3 minutes left. But you I don't it's think freaking Super Bowl. But you're I don't think you, one score. I don't think you can tr- I don't think you can turn that off if you decide I'm not doing that. I don't think you can just instinctively say, "Oh yeah, it's the Super Bowl, I'm diving in." I think I think he's just – Big
3: not, difference between Breeze and Cam Newton, by the way.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I just think – I just think it's one of those things where
3: – That dude's not afraid to take a hit. He I shouldn't be.
2: Yeah. It was weird. It was a really – it was really it, – it was it – I, I can't
3: I, – I mean that that fumble was his. That that was his ball. If he falls on it, he gets it.
2: Yeah, you're right. You convinced me, and I hate Cam So I'm I mean,
3: it's it. a one-score game. It's the. Fr- I mean, any other game, Ralph. Yeah. I mean, even a divisional playoff game, I would say don't risk it. But it's th- this is it, man. This is for the Lombardi Trophy, and, and, and this and, is your chance to immortalize yourself in the game's history books.
2: And R- Riverboat Ron punting down two scores with two minutes to go was pretty awful
3: that was awful well yeah but that was like fourth yeah no that was awful I agree
2: um, do, do we uh, I mean Kevin the one thing I'll say about why I think Atlanta was more fun you forget man Atlanta was winning that NFC championship game 17 and nothing oh yeah against, against the 49ers I mean I know it's four years ago but that was pretty awesome
3: yeah, Kaepernick. Good, for, good for something.
2: <laughs> and, and and Harry Douglas dropping an easy touchdown. You know, and 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 the thing is, Atlanta is like they never cashed in, and they're miles and miles away. Like at least at least Carolina, like they're telling themselves, you know, we're young, we might not be fifteen and one again, but we're gonna be in it a bunch of times. Like that was it. Like after that, like the window for Atlanta like slammed shut. You yeah. know.
3: At least Carolina made it to the actual Super Bowl. Yeah. Um,
2: let's see. Uh, doo,
3: doo, 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 doo. I wonder how it feels for Panthers fans to still have less Super Bowl titles than the New Orleans Saints.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. Kevin, should the Saints spend a high pick on a kicker?
3: No. Would define high.
2: Uh, third round no no they got way more needs
3: the thing is you you can spend a fifth or sixth round pick on a kicker and get a really good one
2: yeah I don't know that Florida state kicker though i wouldn't be i wouldn't be opposed if it was a I In and all
3: the, the mocks he's going in the fifth round
2: that's that is acceptable yeah but not but they can't trade up for him hobo they can't trade up for anybody this draft. No,
3: the, no, no trading up.
2: Um, was Evans cut because he's because he makes too much money, or just because he's inept?
3: Well, he's definitely not inept. I mean, he played injured, so he, he's not the player that he used to be. But I mean, he to me, he was pretty clearly the best guard on the team this year. And that's not saying much, but um, yeah, no, it, it's it's. I think it's 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 both. I mean, he, he there's a lot of tread on the tires for sure. I mean, he, he has been consistently injured. I mean, he's been playing through a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, he's just had a really hard time staying healthy the last few years. Um, and then yeah, you combine that with his salary. I mean, there's just no way. Here's you can a, really hang on to him.
2: Here's a great question by Super Deformed Kevin: Would you trade Drew Brees uh, for Peyton if Denver's entire defense came with him? Ooh,
0: I can't, here's the thing. I can't see, I can't see Denver's defense doing another, another freaking carry job. I mean, like, like this season was mostly a carry job and plus, mostly and plus, plus Peyton Manning didn't, you know, didn't even start all the games.
3: Yeah. I was going to ask, am I allowed to start Luke McCown over Manning? If I do that Trey? Sure. You could. <laughs> Gary Grayson, come well, on
2: down. I'd start a healthy Luke McCown over 2015 Peyton. I would. Hell yeah. That defense for him,
3: the Broncos. Is so McCown played much better against the Panthers than Manning did.
2: Uh, is punting on fourth down with down two touchdowns with two minutes to go the most Jim Moore thing ever in a Super Bowl? Yes.
3: Carl Smith wants a word.
2: Uh, Kevin, in the last 24 hours, Marshawn Lynch has retired, Cam has been exposed, and Hawthorne was cut. Should the Saints fans buy lottery tickets today? Uh.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's with the Hawthorne hate? Eh. Like, he's he's a non-factor. Like, he's already – like, he already wasn't playing. Like, I don't think it's that exciting that he got cut because – he pretty much, for all you know, intents and purposes, he's already not on the team. Pretty much, <laughs> he played special teams and would play on occasion when a bunch of guys were hurt.
2: That is true. Let's see. Browner
3: being cut is way more exciting.
2: Um, you know, the sad thing is, we were we were kind of pumped about the Brander, branding Browner signing. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't as pumped as some, but... I was was
3: way more pumped about Spiller. Yeah, I... Which was also awful.
2: uh, Let's see what we have here. Um, If we have any more questions. Uh, How many chickens will Von Miller buy with all the money?
3: That sounds like a Kevin question.
2: Yeah.
0: I, uh, all of the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I'm hoping he
2: doesn't buy all the chickens because, you know, I'd still like to have some chickens. How, did, did, oh no, did the Saints have breaking news? I, this is from, uh, Brian from, uh, Saints Nation. How sad are you about Jari and Marcus Colston? Did the Saints do something with Marcus Colston tonight?
3: Uh, no, I think he's probably just saying, yeah, he's, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say that it's hard, you know, it's not like, you know, I I can't remove the emotional element of remembering what those guys have done for the saints. And, you know, I'm, I'm big on saints history and, and I care about you know, talking about this kind of stuff on the podcast, who's top five Saints, who's top 10 Saints, you know, who's meant more to the franchise and all that stuff. I I don't, I don't just like frivolously throw that stuff out there. I mean, it it does as a fan, as a diehard fan, like, you know, it's hard to separate like, yeah, we're moving on for the better of the team versus like, you know, it's hard to say goodbye, like all good things come to an end. And I think it's going to be really hard when Breeze is finally done with the Saints to, kind of come to terms with, man, this is a new era without Drew Brees at quarterback. And, you know, the the thing I like about Evans especially, and Colston to an extent because he was so quiet, but Jarry Evans is never going to get the credit he deserves because he plays a position that no one really cares about. You know, guard You know, doesn't put up the stats. It's not a fantasy thing. I don't think fans really understand the value of just how good that guy was in his prime. Um, And he was truly, I mean – Again, a top-five saint, a truly special player in terms of talent. And, um, you know, he took a pay cut to stay with the Saints, and, you know, a lot of people probably think he should have done that, but, you know, you got to remember with these guys, he's been to so many Pro Bowls, there's a lot of pride. Uh, He probably believes at this point that he's much better than he actually is, you know, and so um, it's tough. You know, I I definitely tip the hat to Jarry Evans for the incredible career he had with the Saints.
2: Um. This is a better composure, Ralph's roommate or or Cam Newton. Man, the roommate is unbelievably composed. He's not even three months old. He's sleeping through the night. But has he dabbed yet? He has not dabbed.
3: Mm.
2: He's not dabbed. Um, so he he is a lock there. Got
3: to got to work on this, Ralph.
2: <laughs>
3: I want him dabbing in
2: six weeks. <laughs> dabbing in six weeks. Don Tequito, or Don Takana, or oh, however I butcher his name. Um, I
3: mean, do you just basically call them Don Tequila?
2: Yeah, I should. In the first round, should the Saints trade two spots down with the Rams? Yes. A, and we can get a good defensive tackle in their third round? Yes. If you say we, trade...
3: We, we already know Kevin's answer.
0: Yep. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: you, we, we, I'm not saying it, so next round,
2: Trade question. down. Trade down. But um, how, like, the thing is, like, Kevin has always traditionally, like, been upset when the Saints trade up. But now, if they trade up, I'm going to lose my mind on our live postgame or live draft podcast that we do for Blog Talk. I will lose my mind if they trade up this year. I, re- I really will. You know, I will, I will be spitting hot fire at them. For my day after column on Channel 4 if they trade up. Um, So I guess that wraps it up. Kevin, uh, can you give us a quick uh, romance update before we get out of here?
0: Went on a date, uh, you know, two weeks ago. And uh, actually, yeah, two dates the last two weeks. And the gal... Uh, messaged me back, and it was just basically like very nicely, just sort of just said, Yeah, I'm not feeling it. So, like, okay, that's cool. So, that's 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 where I am at present.
2: <laughs> Good to so, know. Like I feel like you've kind of been on a cold streak, lately, yeah, yeah, huh? like the, yeah, win, the win, uh, win, you know, winter it doldrums.
0: It happens, but at the same time, I look at it like I enjoy the fact that that a lady wants to, uh. Just be like straightforward, you know, Yeah. like, hey, like, I'm not feeling it. So let's just, you know, not not waste each other's time. Okay, cool. Thank you for telling me. And we're good to go. And you are one glass half full guy. Yeah, I know. Go figure. Like me, me five years ago, me five years ago would just be like not feeling it. I would just I would
2: be like curled up in my bathtub like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you,
2: you do that now um, so on that you can go to Saints Nation and Andrew's got all kinds of fun stuff Andrew, when are you gonna do the the post on when what who who what LSU signees from 2016 the Saints should draft in 2019 when are you gonna do that uh,
3: post? oh that'll be coming that that's probably after free agency. Um, so you got a little while yeah, for that. The draft is a freaking long time away. It, when is the draft? It's like the end of April, man. It's like, the, Isn't it the, like the last week of April? Oh, my God. Good, good. Yeah.
2: Well, free agency. Free agency um,
3: free I mean, a- free agency's awesome for like two days, and then it, it's so boring.
2: No, I think it'll be more. I think actually it, it, it could be funner for the Saints long, it strung out because I don't think the Saints are going to do it. The Saints aren't doing any shop in the first couple days. Yeah. They're, they're going to be like. Second week, mid-range to bargain bin shopping. Yeah. So, anyway, and you can you can find uh, Andrew at Saint Station. You can find Kevin on the Tinder or Bumble. Bumble. Bumble.
3: Okay, Bumble.
2: Um, uh, and um, I am. And, and of course, me and Kevin will be tweeting about uh, the New Hampshire primary tomorrow on Twitter. Oh yeah. Okay. And,
3: okay. okay God, Bumble that, Madison. I think that's
2: that's hilarious that that's tomorrow. It is. It's hilarious, and I know I'll probably lose like 20 followers because they they say they'll tweet at me. Stick to sports. My when
3: timeline it, is so annoying during the politics season.
2: But I cannot I cannot wait. It's going to be an SNL skit come to life. Yeah.
3: So it's going to just be- think of just think of the children, guys. When you go heavy volume tweeting on
2: the, uh, the, the, the politics. on the politics, yeah. yeah. Think
3: of the children. The
2: children. So for Dave, who is MIA, probably uh, eating at Olive Garden secretly. He doesn't want people to know. Uh, and
3: he, li- he liked it. So
2: he liked much. it so he liked it so much. For Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed.